Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, we will be discussing Too Close to Heart. Too Close to Heart. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It's almost like, like mm. Smurf language. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Too Heart to Tell. Too so- <laughs> Too heart to heart. Like what's Smurf language? Like where they just throw the word Smurf in for everything. Where it's like, oh, I Smurfed it. That's like, a Smurf. <laughs> like they're at the gay bar and they're like, I'm gonna Smurf that guy later. Yeah. <laughs> or a bird in the hands worth worth two in the Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking annoying. Is that really? That's, that's, that's how they talk. Yeah, that's real. You know, I've only seen that one episode of the Smurfs thing, and I took all that shit because I asked somebody why the cat was so big. <laughs> <laughs> really. Because they're like little trolls, right? Yeah, I think I I vaguely recall me and you having a discussion about <laughs> Smurfs back in the ABC days, like like twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, and it and it's still I've still only seen that one episode that I'm sure we discussed then, and it's like the moral of the story is don't be a dick, and that one of the Smurfs has like gay pump and dance parties in his tent. <laughs> Elder Smurf. <laughs> but I just remember, I'm not going to say this person's name. They know who they are. You mean gay Smurf um, and dance parties? Is, they're like a gay hillbilly Smurf. Oh. Well, there's only one female Smurf. Smurfette. <laughs> who was created by Gargamel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's too too weird for me. But I yeah, I you know, the cat looks big. And so that person had to witheringly tell me um, with so much... Like such a heaping help of disdain. <laughs> um, the cat's not big. The Smurfs are small. <laughs> it's like, um, okay, guess what? Now I don't give a fuck and I want to burn Smurf things down. <laughs> but okay, that's cool. Smurfs. But, All right. We're but we digress. Yeah, <laughs> the perfect sorry. the perfect response sorry. to that would have been it's, s- it's a little too smurf to heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now I wanna I don't necessarily want to use the word smurf. I don't want to be that derivative, mm. but I am just now going to search for the word that I'm going to use my catch-all replacement noun. <laughs> Is it not heart for this episode? It could be. It could be heart. Okay, well, let's find out what happened Sorry. in this episode. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's heart and start the in episode. This segment we call the Minute Max, starting with Ellen. Parting with Ellen. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to keep this party going. Um. All right. Parting with Harden. Ooh, this one's a lot. Okay, too close to heart. I don't really get the title. Okay, um, so the first thing we see is there's some thieves breaking into the Hart's house, but Psych, they're not tech. I mean, they're still thieves, but they're not just stealing. They're swapping the Hart's Van Gogh painting for another Van Gogh painting. Mysterious. And so then the Hart's are having breakfast in bed, and Max is worried about his friend Maria, who works for the Sawyers, and they're away um, on some sort of safari in Kenya. And then the Hart's are reading the newspaper, and they're like, oh, my God, there's been an art forgery in Bel Air. Okay. The stage is set. So Max goes over there to check on Maria because she seems bummed out and, you know, it's her birthday coming up. And the door's open by Larry from the depths of my heart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't talk to Maria. And then he's all, wait a minute. I guess you can. And so then um, Jennifer and Max go back over there because it seems weird. Where are the Sawyers? Blah, blah, blah. We have keys to everybody's house. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, no, somebody's forging paintings. And then it turns into double twist 
and double twist again because they're swapping stuff back and forth. Um, real paintings, fake paintings, nobody leaves with the heart say, and then it ends <laughs> with an insane uh, fight at the airstrip in the heart's private plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mr. Fox from the raid is there. He's an <laughs> art appraiser. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, repeat customers in this episode. Yeah, sure mm-hmm. are. Um, okay. Ensemble. Including us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, too close to heart. <laughs> the hearts have a painting replaced by people that have moved in <laughs> next door and are uh, pretending to be house sitting for the couple that is uh, on vacation in Kenya. Uh, Max hangs out with Maria, their maid. It's her birthday. They're having her over for dinner. They also buy her a shit ton of gifts. Um, <laughs> the hearts discover that there's uh, they're doing painting forgeries. And, um, they decide, wait, we're going to, we're going to have them over and we're going to serve them up on a, we're going to make it really easy for them to steal our Van Gogh. And then they, the painting forgers are like, duh, we're just going to put the, for the real one back. And then the cops are going to say they're stupid. And that's what happens. (laughs) Um, then they, they, there's a lot of punching. Um, (laughs) they, (laughs) they, uh, they make the hot guy, uh, they put a painting over the hot guy and he's, he's, he's now useless. And uh, then Jennifer kicks a woman. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Too close to heart. Uh, there's a Van Gogh self-portrait stolen, which I was shocked to find out is an actual genuine Van Gogh hanging in the Hearts living room, which is so insane. But the Hearts find out that for some reason they thought they were going to be watching their neighbor's house while they were away in Kenya, but then it turns out some other weirdos are, and they sneak over because there's something <laughs> weird's going on, and Jennifer sees Uncle Leo painting forgeries for, of all the Bel Air <laughs> fancy arts, uh, and she they figure out that they're forging paintings and then stealing paintings so they make it really easy they set up this whole party to get them in their house so that they can replace their van gogh which they don't know was already stolen with a fake van gogh but the murderers or the the art thefts know that there's the fake van gogh is already in there so they replace it with the real van gogh to the the cops come and they say even though you've helped us solve countless murders we don't believe you this time and we're leaving but goodbye <laughs> so the hearts are on their own they break into the house and they get caught by the chauffeur and he, he gets a painting shoved over his head and poor uncle leo just wants to paint max while he's tied up which is so weird and then they win the end (laughs) oh poor uncle leo i love uncle leo uncle leo is great he didn't deserve any of it just a cake decorator gone awry well he's a a criminal but leo i also worked briefly as a cake decorator although no one referred to me as quote Master artist of the squeeze tube. <laughs> yeah. What uh, art thief slash fake house house sitter Cheryl Hyatt describes Uncle Leo. Yeah, as. the squeeze tube. Uncle Leo. Yeah, I, was like, What's, I was like, what's a squeeze tube? I don't it's remember that a... being um, the link, the lingo of the biz of cake. He's a true artist. He just really wants to do these paintings right. I don't think he fully understands what he's doing, it seems like. Oh, he's aware. He's I totally think, aware. I guess, yeah, but he just wants to do art. He just loves that people are appreciating his paintings. Yeah. He's so sweet. I love that guy. He's also He was also a cast member on Newhart. Oh, really? Him from Newhart? Yeah. I don't remember much of Newhart. Like, I, my memories of Newhart are just kind of like weird flashes <laughs> of that... Uh, their uh whatever the room they're always in 
I'm wondering if we <laughs> if we minute maxed this episode enough to not have to explain it to the listeners. Do you think we did? Do you think the story is understandable? <laughs> I mean, there's there's basically art thieves who uh, stumble upon this neighborhood of they, like yeah, Bel Air. They pretend to be house sitting for the Hart's neighbors. Yeah, but uh, they've they've already stolen and replaced. Uh, another painting at another friend of the heart's house mm-hmm. who ends up being someone who works at a museum. Mrs. Wenty is a trustee at LACMA. There we go. Mm. So she finds out that her painting was, was swapped for a forgery early on. And that's like, mm-hmm. they're now they're like, Oh shit, we got to get out. We got to finish this job up and get the fuck out mm-hmm. of here. So he's got to finish his Monet. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, Yeah. And then there's the maid, like which the maid. The maid isn't in on it. She is being held captive by these fake house sitters, and they. Mm -hmm. She thinks that they have the family that she works for at gunpoint the whole time. So she's worried they're going to murder. So that's why she never comes forward to the hearts because she's worried they're going to murder the the Stewarts. Is that what their name was? What was their name? The Sawyers. 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 Uh, Didn't did anyone else think the Sawyers were upstairs tied up? Yes. And I was worried because I was like, no No. more characters, please. (laughs) I I sort of hoped they were already dead because that's how (laughs) I do it. I just thought they were upstairs because the, the way that Maria reacted, she was so terrified the whole time that I was like, she must have, proof that these that her employers are in grave danger just gullible well i think i think it's probably so out of the realm of maria and sorry maria if i'm speaking out of turn but i feel like strangers barging into the house that you are in by yourself while your employers are on a prolonged safari and then um having your life threatened by a super tall chauffeur dude and these villains with really mean-spirited personalities yes i feel like you're gonna buy it because what's your other choice you, yeah. you're are True. you gonna call their bluff <laughs> and apparently we know that that maria much like max has been with the hearts in that capacity forever and ever we know that maria has also been with the sawyers that long and they mm-hmm. touch on on her affection for them and that long-standing relationship so she's just being of course just exploited and manipulated and tied up uh, yeah. intermittently. So that seems, it seems like an extra, extra fucked up uh, week to be Maria, if I may say so. Yeah. Even though, and it's her birthday, yeah. which just sucks shit. Who wants to be held captive on their birthday if they're not somebody that's into that kind of thing? Um, <laughs> if it's by Larry, me. <laughs> yeah, Larry can, by... Larry can hold me captive. Joe from Hawaii. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah. And then the other th- part I was confused about with the episode is wouldn't the hearts know if they were house sitting this house that these Sawyers were okay. leaving for three weeks? The, the hearts are not house sitting. Everybody's got a security system in Bel Air, right? And Maria's over there. Mm. Max talks to Maria every day, it seems like, because yeah. they're tight. Uh, and the reason right. he goes over there is that she seems a little off. And he's like, and Jennifer postulates like maybe she's sad because her birthday's coming up. Let's do something good. So it's a completely innocent moment. But the hearts, it's their next door neighbors. So like you do, they have keys to each other's houses for in case of emergency, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how that explains the opening of the episode where the thief slash forgers actually have keys to the house and to disarm the security system. 
Mm. And it's because everybody we have in everybody else's keys because neighborly, mm-hmm. et cetera. So to me, it's like they're not going to go over there all the time. Maria's there. She can call them. And if something happened with Maria or she needed it, the hearts would go over there the, and be like, the, okay. Right. The confusion was that they didn't know these other house sitters were going to be coming in. So that's why they were like, what the fuck's so going on? Already weird. So Maria's yeah. having a moment that may or may not be about just having a birthday. But then um, there's these really kind of not very nice people there mm-hmm. who have like so many vests. Yeah. Yes. And they're ex- they're exceedingly <laughs> exceedingly unpleasant. Like just yeah, they the, are the, the phony niceness is is just gross. Yeah, and, ugh, it's really bad. It was it's funny really when that when the lady comes down, she is dressed as if she came from the future. She's got this like <laughs> Star Trekky looking weird. Like she's more like she's royalty from a future that is dune adjacent yes very dune star trek and then also dune slash shogun adjacent yeah and then when jennifer goes to meet her she's from a future that's very prairie like prairie home companion centered yes it's very and they're both wearing these outfits in the same scene it's so they're all beige very weird shoulder padded just the weirdest little what was blouses with, what was with oh, the jennifer's woven blouse. sleeves on jennifer's, jennifer's blouse. blouse i loved it yeah. i loved it it didn't need the extra little bow at the neck but mm. it's got the most amazing i've never seen it before sleeve detail ever mm-hmm. where it's got it's a bloused sleeve not huge but then on each side on the forearm there's basically it's not an open slit. There's like a little pocket sewn into it that it then has another pattern detail of that's multicolored, mm-hmm. and it's like woven. It's like, like woven. Gives like a chevron thing, but yeah. then it has all this movement of a delightful silk blouse. Mm-hmm. I was, I was mesmerized by that. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I'm going to send that to a friend of mine that's working on fashion design right now because oh I just, yeah. I want something that does that. I don't want the fussy, tiny bow neck line that's like, you know, 1981 fifth grade school picture. Yeah. But that sleeve was incredible. And it does look really futuristic Dune sort of style. It's very bizarre. But it's really funny that they both wore these outfits in the same. And her vest is like, just goes open all the way down with a blouse underneath it. The the evil girl who kind of looked like Sigourney Weaver. Her vest is Mm. just like, super drapey i did like her kimono uh over like i, oh, I liked I her kimono it. dress with the over red the, belt she's it's it's actually like an olive jumpsuit with the red ob yeah, belt and yeah. then a hoppy coat sort of thing yeah i i love that look i thought that was a really so good, look. good really yeah i i really loved that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that said if we're just ripping through the fashion right off the bat um i have to say that the cashmere sweater that jennifer and max pick out for maria for her birthday Mm. i am sorry maria not feeling that although maria seems to love it so then i felt guilty but that sweater i don't believe that sweater is cashmere and that sweater makes me uncomfortable because that sweater has 1982 substitute teacher who smokes a lot vibes yes Yes, it does definitely (laughs) yes it does when she thanked them for that i was like what i know (laughs) thank you for this thrift store sweater yeah (laughs) but she but she touches it and it's like well that's like a nice thing because cashmere you're going to do that and it's not that people couldn't get that style of sweater in cashmere 
it just did not give me Maria style vibes to begin with. Although we only see her in her maid's outfit. So I don't know why I think that, but it's just like very <coughs> uh, like weirdo, ugly faux Missoni problem. Mm-hmm. She immediately it's just so Mr. Hathaway, my old man. She threw it in the fireplace when she got back to the Sawyer residence. <laughs> She's like, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so the plot, Joe, you were intimating before we began the pod, like that you're, you're uh, reeling from the convoluted nature of. Yeah. The yeah, totally. It just went back and forth so much. Uh, in a kind of boring way for me. I don't know how y'all felt, but I was a little <laughs> dragged a little bit in the middle <laughs> Yeah, when they're just trying to figure out what to do when it's just like, go to the police and show them that window. And then they pretty much have everything they need to know to show them the uncle Leo room full of counterfeit paintings. <laughs> like that's, it just felt overly complex and, and, and these, and heart heart episodes can do that. But this one especially was just like, seems like a pretty easy fix. Just call the police and they'll show up. I don't know. <laughs> I, the, I, when the fight happens, uh, the first fight, when Jonathan leaps over a couch, which I was very happy about because we like to mm-hmm. see Jonathan leap f- from above. We love it. We love mm-hmm. a leap. Oh, yes. after Jonathan. he pushes Barry over the couch, yes. like doubles him <laughs> over the couch. Eric and I were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So this, like. I thought that was, I thought this was going to be the finale. I was like ready for the episode to be over for Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then a commercial break. And I was like, Oh no, what are we doing? And then it's, <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. Then it's the whole, like, <laughs> That's so funny. like they go to the airport. Get, get your, get your private jet fueled up. We're going, we're taking it away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I feel a little robbed by the airport scene because there's not really I thought for sure that we would see one of our favorite heroes luggage cart. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like, Hey, don't, don't fuck with me like that. Don't go to the airport with villains. Don't do that unless luggage cart yeah. is there. Why was luggage cart written out? Is luggage cart written out of, I just feel like I'm going to guess, the- I'm going to guess it's contract negotiations. Like the it was probably, <laughs> luggage cart was like I have I have been carrying this show. It was doing a play <laughs> like Max in season three. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope luggage cart's not injured or something because luggage cart does a shit ton of stunts. It's just weird that they yeah. went to luggage cart's house and then luggage cart wasn't there. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. I hope they feel some shame. <laughs> some I hope shame. You feel some shame. I hope you feel some shame. Being removing absent. luggage cart from his house. <laughs> his house. <laughs> I was hoping for like the whole baggage. I guess it's luggage cart adjacent, but the baggage cart being driven with bags being thrown off of yeah. it onto a car. Which I is wanted... really just luggage cart motorized. Yeah, totally. It is. Uh, yeah, I wanted something. I kind of wanted them to make it to Miami. That I thought would have been a pretty amazing <laughs> end of the episode is they f- get foiled somehow in Miami. They get pushed off a dock or something, but hmm. no, it's, I don't think. They, or Eric's they... dreaded boat chase. Oh, yeah. God. They could have cut the f- front half of the episode in half and then had the second half be in Miami. That would have been pretty amazing. True. Like the hearts okay. hostage in Miami. Sure. But all right. Well, I do think like the plot, the pacing was not, there was something off about the pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of loved like the homemade murder style vibes of the hearts 
running back, especially when Jennifer and Max are creeping back and forth, like yeah. they're just <laughs> themselves in because they do have the key. And yeah. then the way that the villains, particularly the woman, the way she is just so straight up fucking and eye rollingly annoyed yeah. with how the neighbors are just coming and getting all up in their jazz. And it's so, I don't know why I super love that. Cause Jennifer and Max go over there. Jennifer's like legit wearing a rugby striped sweater and Sperry's. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And like kind of tiptoeing around, which is awesome because she's outside. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I love that. And I think that the crime itself is, is pretty genius. I don't think they should have pulled up in the neighbor's house, but it yeah. does give them access to the keys and all the things. It's like the perfect place to hide in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And they mention in the episode that's like, of course, people in Bel Air like their privacy. There's a reason everybody has all the gates and the security and everything like that. So in many ways, it is brilliant. We both loved when they they went over to <laughs> sleuth the house out when Jennifer's sneaking around and tiptoeing, and then Max just walks straight up to Barry, yeah. right into his face. <laughs> Barry turns yeah. around, and Max is just straight in his face, just staring, staring at him. At Doesn't him. say anything, <laughs> but it's just, I guess, to distract him while he works on that car. We thought that was such a funny Max way of of doing yeah. that. <laughs> just well, it's like a pissing contest because there's also like some weird vibes. Like Jonathan insinuates that Max has the hots for Maria um, at the start of the episode. And Jennifer's like, no, they no. Yeah. But then throughout the episode, especially when it comes to the chauffeur, the other chauffeur, aka Larry from Depths of My Heart, um, that there's a little jealousy there or something that mm. is kind of funny and weird. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like so big and handsome that Maria's gonna yeah. fall for him instead. Yeah. <laughs> A little rivalry. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's maybe why Maria was acting so strange because she was in love with Barry. <laughs> She'd say like, some, he's a show, that chauffeur's okay if you like very tall men. Yeah. <laughs> She's distancing herself from Max. Did you, uh, yeah. did y'all notice that Jonathan woke up especially grumpy at the beginning of the episode? There's breakfast in bed. Jonathan, they say something about Maria's birthday and Jonathan says, well, you know how it is. Women and their birthdays, like in <laughs> the grumpiest, <laughs> shittiest way. And then Freeway's on the bed and Freeway sort of goes for some food. And he says, get out of there, Freeway. Like in a really mean spirited yeah, way. He's a little curt with Freeway. Yeah. He's just so grumpy. But then, but then he settles right in to butter his croissant and like mm-hmm. hang out or whatever. No, I feel like for the past several episodes, there's just this little interlude at the start of the episode at home where Max and Jonathan just have kind of like uh yuck, yuck, stereotypical men, uh, sexist, uh, chat, mm-hmm. chat time. And then it just, thank God ends pretty yeah. quickly. And yeah. We, <laughs> we, move, we on. move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little, you know, but yeah, every, I hate mornings. So, yeah. you know, yeah, we can relate. I'm not good at them. I hurt them. I hurt mornings. Uh, did you were you surprised to learn that that was an, a genuine authentic Van Gogh just like it's like on the wall next to their kitchen entryway it's just not very we've, we've uh, seen it before pride of place yeah but I I figured it was a print <laughs> I didn't think it was the actual oh you think Jonathan oh you mean Hart within the a... context of the episode no just that the <laughs> hearts this entire time have had a genuine Van Gogh hanging in their living room that's so shocking to me for some oh, reason oh it hasn't always been in the living room oh it hasn't. I don't think it's changed positions. I think it has always yeah. been in the they, living room, they, but it's in a different spot now. Yeah, they move it, move the paintings around a little bit huh. from season to season. But um, no, 
I knew about the Van Gogh, and I'm glad that they used a painting that we've seen before that yeah. is legit, like yeah. owned by the hearts. And of course, I love all of like the things that you would do. Like Jennifer's like, we just had that painting certified mm-hmm. last year, you know, and they have the appraiser come, um, a trustee lending stuff to LACMA. I don't know, like they never really get into how the folks at LACMA. So she, she the paper says that she lends it to go on exhibition at LACMA, mm. legit. And then when they're, they bring it to LACMA, the people at LACMA are like, it's a fake. Mm. So stuff like that, of course, I like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way people are handling paintings. That thing was on <laughs> that polyester of... upholstery face down so many times. That was driving me nuts. That oh, was... see, from the very start, when they undo the painting clips and they're taking out the actual Van Gogh, I'm just like, ooh! Yeah, scraping it against the frame. Sure, sure. That, that sure. painting, I looked it up. I don't know if it's that specific self-portrait, but a Van Gogh goth self-portrait sold for 71 million dollars last time i guess which is like insane i don't know what that money would look like in 1980 probably like 50 million i guess i don't know (laughs) but that yeah that is fucking crazy just get that one they had it too they could have gotten the fuck out of there yeah but they want to throw the hearts off the scent Mm, yeah because that's going to end up costing them everything if they're on to them right Mm. so that's clever to me like the way that they try to outsmart the hearts like the hearts think they have the real painting and they're setting it up to be stolen but in reality they have the excellent forgery and the thieves are putting the real painting back come on that's awesome yeah Yeah. i i like that part of the plan Mm -hmm. um that night's so awkward. They spent an entire evening at a birthday party with these people that they knew were stealing all these these criminals. It's and, so funny. And Jennifer is unable to fake genuine like enthusiasm for her yeah. guests, which was cracking me up. <laughs> the whole Nor time. is Freeway. <laughs> yeah. That was cracking me up, though, because she's just like, forced grin and shuff like hurt hurting them into whatever area she needs them to be in at any given time her breathy laugh i don't remember what they said but she's like ah, ha, ha, ha. can you help me in the kitchen jonathan yeah. <laughs> so good i feel like she was really showing her hand by wearing that awful sweater <laughs> again that sweater is not welcoming to no. sighted people <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not good. Not was not that, a good color for her, but also just like that sweater's just heinous. Was it pink? It looks like what Waylon and Madam, it looks like something Madam would wear on her day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Jennifer at the beginning of this episode had kind of a mullet going on. She, I was going to oh, yeah, say, she, a, she a got new, new hair. Mm-hmm. She's got a shag. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. New hair. Which I love. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's I, I have a weird uh, feeling about that particular do. I don't know. I don't. Not I don't, sexy enough. It's not that it's not, not glamorous sexy enough. Enough. Maybe it is that it's not glamorous enough. I just, or maybe it is my association with that hairstyle on actual people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shift. Yeah, I mean, she looks. She rocks it. She does. She does well. But I'm. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Do. <laughs> so yeah. So pacing, right? I feel like there's so many clever elements this plot i think the plot it's i mean of course it's you know low grade ridiculous but you know what plot isn't and (laughs) 
it's just the pacing that kind of bogs it down for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it is like you, like you had mentioned <laughs> off pod watching this one after watching Heartstruck <laughs> is like yeah. the fastest U-turn you could make. Like it, it it's jarring. Um, it is, it does settle back into like kind of classic heart to heart vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Convolution. Which is comforting in a weird way, but it's also like, uh, this, uh, like, haven't we moved past this? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, it's, an abrupt abrupt return to the tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but there's things that I thought there there would be things that you guys would like. Like I feel like you always like it when there's Max being a cool dude and Max and the Max and the other people that also work in Max's industry. You guys love that dynamic. Mm. Yeah. And mm. I, I gotta say I love Maria. Maria put in a great performance she in sure my did. opinion mm-hmm. and you can feel that she's terrified yeah like when at one point early in the episode the phone rings and <laughs> that woman that woman <laughs> cheryl hyatt just is in, in like the meanest voice ever she's like maria get that like yeah. in a in a voice that's just so like it's like you don't really have to say it like that but mm-hmm. it really defines the character the way she barks at her to get the phone mm-hmm. and then maria says it's Mr. Hart and hands her the phone. And then she's freaked out and she immediately bursts out with, I didn't call him because she's so terrified Mm -hmm. that she's going to make a misstep and the Sawyers are going to be killed. That's amazing. Um, And then there's just another part where I guess I was really keyed in on Maria. Um, (laughs) At one point when they're discussing this Maria's birthday party slash everyone thinks somebody's swapping a painting in a different way evening that that woman's like, Oh, they're making it so easy for us. And like Maria's just got her hands clapped over her face. (laughs) Like she's just having, you know, a prolonged freak out. Yeah. (laughs) Even worse is she's trapped in her own home with these people. She's obviously living. Yeah. Made right. It's just, I don't know. Maria really got to me, you guys. Mm. Yeah. I like a good character for sure. I like Maria. I liked, I like, there's a lot about the episode that I do like. Uh, I particularly like Jennifer kicking Cheryl <laughs> doing a little back kick uh, yep. when they're boarding the plane, the getaway plane. Amazing. Uh, yeah. She shoots Amazing. the gun in the air. That was hysterical. Like I, mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love the fights. Um, I like the idea of the criminal plan. I like Leo. Leo. I so sweet. I think it's another one of those things of like it's it doesn't it doesn't all add up for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the way it played, it 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 dragged. There was a there was a bit of a drag in the middle. Mm-hmm. It just felt overly complex, like just back and forth between the neighbor's house and figuring out what to do and the whole yeah, the whole plot just felt like a lot of back and forth. Also, like if I was one of those villains and I was going to do this, I would maybe get a forge, a forgery artist that could work from a photo because the reason they were in that house so long is that he did the whole painting from the actual painting, Yeah, which I guess is smart to like, I think it'd be smart to start the painting and then go to the house rather than just do the whole thing and wait for it to dry because they were in that house for like four well, days or something. And and what great luck they had that they happened upon a neighborhood that had all of the most famous 
yeah. paintings by impressionists and <laughs> yeah, totally. that like are readily available in every book. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. It that also kind of kind of bothered me that they were do but it also I don't know, it also seemed kind of legit. Like With- yeah, if he's working from the original painting then he can he can approximate the strokes and, and he the kept, technique a little easier. He kept opening the window because he said the, well, there's only one thing light. worse than electric lights, a painting painted under electric lights, yeah. <laughs> which I love. Um, I'm not not that exact sentiment, but I'm with Leo in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rare. Well, at a museum, you're you're ideally never going to see those works of art in natural light, which is the best way. Mm-hmm. to see them right so yeah. that's that's a tough one but i of course i loved that because he's in there painting and mm-hmm. like his little um the cart he was working off of i was like oh that's a really good mm-hmm. set dressing with the cart like that's exactly what like i could just take a picture of uh, a cart i'm looking over it <laughs> your painting <laughs> in, cart in the studio yeah and it it looks very much like Leo's cart, except it's, that I'm not wasting time uh, reworking white European masterpieces. Yeah. <laughs> not that I could. Forgery is hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. He said it was so difficult to duplicate that volatile technique when yeah. he was referring to <laughs> sure. Van, Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah. So Which is funny. A normal thing to say about that artist's mm-hmm. um, late era work. And then. Somebody says, I can't remember who said this. They were taking the Van Gogh painting off the wall or doing something with it. And then somebody says, it only takes the loss of art to turn the finest citizens into cranks and crackpots. Um, that's Bill Hyatt says that. Oh, I was so like confused about what, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's just the, that if, if, uh, Rich people find out that their their expensive things are forgeries or fakes. They're they're phonies. That, yeah. Then they become they phony. just lose their shit. Yeah. Um. Well, because one of the conceits about like the reason that they end up at that sadly lug- luggage cartless uh, <laughs> airstrip is because Mrs. Wenty, whose Picasso was stolen and replaced with a forgery like jennifer says that she's basically losing her shit and you know calling for roadblocks and all these things and jonathan's like wow you know subtext mrs wenty's bananas (laughs) but that's why they say like oh bill and cheryl and leo can't fly out easily with the work because everyone's being checked extra hard at the airport searching for mrs wenty's painting so then they have to tie max up do they though and then sort of jack the hearts to in order to gain access to their private plane mm-hmm. so it's a lot but it's also like that's a pretty good thread sometimes we don't get that extra little backstory to make that little piece make sense so i appreciated that the kidnapping of the hearts no that 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 they reference the fact like something that makes it so they would end up at the airport because there's many times when we just mm. kind of end up at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big up luggage. And they're cart, like, yeah, no yeah. story, but here's a luggage cart to distract you from the fact that right, there's no story to get us here. Here's, yeah. here's the real hero you've been waiting for. <laughs> That's true. That's a good tie in to the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> they tied it back. Um, also, the woman who plays mean ass Cheryl Hyatt. 
mm-hmm. um, was on Square Pegs as Buffy Tupperman's mom. One oh, time. wow. <laughs> deep cut. Deep. deep the cut. deepest. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Bill Hyatt is uh, familiar from Cruise at Your Own Risk. Right. Mm. It's Another an all-star. Un- <laughs> it's an alumni episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of unpleasant villains. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love. I mean, I guess they're doing their job properly. Mm. It's just we've had we've had a few episodes in a row where the villains are kind of charming or or likable or or sympathetic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now we're back to just like garbage people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I kind of I like the garbage people, although I feel like Cheryl and Bill just didn't get to flex in you know they weren't packed with the zingy villainous one-liners the way some of our extra awful villains true, true. are yeah. able to so yeah Cheryl Bill kind of like well, okay I mean you thought of this thing and fair enough but I love what Jonathan says when Jennifer and Jonathan sneak into the house to get the what are they what are they trying to do get their painting back I can't remember yeah they're they're trying to get the fake yeah. so that they can show right. uh, Lieutenant Ferris Bueller's dad as evidence. And they hide under the stairs and Uncle Leo comes shambling out with the the um, Monet that he's, or the Picasso, no, Picasso that he's painted, I think. <laughs> and they go into the living room and J- Jennifer compliment, like, he's really good at painting. Like, it looks really great. And then Jonathan mm-hmm. says, imagine what he could have done with a cake. Which is so <laughs> So that, good. I that love was really, that. Yeah. That was funny. That was, that was, that yeah. yeah, that was a major rimshot moment, but much needed at that point to just yes. kind of because it's like, what are we even doing yeah, anymore? What, what are we this? doing here, everybody? <laughs> this um, universe we're in. Did did anybody sort of wish that they had the Max painting? Because I do. I, I wish I had that painting. Yes. I Holy immediately shit. was like, I want that painting. That uh, what an right? awesome, awesome I, painting. <laughs> yeah, Uncle and, Leo. To me, that's a great moment where he's like, yeah. your head is so leoning. And it's like, it is. Like I looked at it, it was like, true story. Yeah. Accurate description. It, so It's like he I knows Max's thing. spirit too, because when he paints him, Max is tied to a chair. But the painting, he's holding a cigar and smiling his little winky mm-hmm. Max face, which is so funny. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> the essence. Any- I mean, I also, of course, he's like, he also says he, if he... You know, goes to the big house that he'll paint freeway, and I was just like, "Damn it!" Yeah, mm. I want to see a Leo original, an Uncle Leo original of freeway. Me too. So bad, <laughs> so so bad. Uh, yes. Uh, I wonder if this is the uncle. If this was why Uncle Leo and Seinfeld is named Uncle Leo, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Because Jonathan uh, is in an episode. Robert Wagner is in an episode of Seinfeld, so I'm pretty sure Seinfeld is it heart heart fan <laughs> which would be really funny if this was the uncle leo namesake <laughs> I, yeah i i like to think that seinfeld is just really like a uh spinoff of heart to heart yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> uncle same leo. universe it's the same universe yeah. interesting thesis yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i gotta write this <laughs> essay on uncle the uncle leos of the world uh, oh my god puma jonathan Puma, Jonath- Puma, Puma Jonathan jumping across the <laughs> yeah. living room. That was off that springing, chair. springing into action. Awesome. I love how long Barry just wore that painting too <laughs> for so long. So was his name Barry in, in From the Depths of My Heart? Because I thought it was Larry. 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 Okay. Oh, I thought so it was Joe. His, his, name, his name is <laughs> Jack in this episode. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. 
I thought Bert. they call him Blake. Burke. But whatever. Burke. Burke. Oh, Jack, okay. Jack Burke. Close. Jack <laughs> Burke. Jack Burke. Muscle and chauffeur-ish mm-hmm. and person. And sex appeal. Yeah, sex appeal. Mm-hmm. But do you guys remember Mr. Fox from uh, the State Department? No. In the raid? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> vaguely. I love that dude. And not just because that character is named Mr. Fox. Yeah. But that character is named Mr. Fox. And he knows all about the shit that's going down in Bacopa. Yeah. He's the he one that authentic- tries to authenticate the the painting, right? Yeah. yeah. In this episode. He when Wendell when something. Jennifer says something about it being a forgery, and he looks at her with just bug eyes and says, Whoa, Jennifer. <laughs> forgery. I didn't say anything about a forgery. It's like so intense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. He Sorry. Look, it's serious. That guy's like comes to your house and authenticates your paintings. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's it's so expensive to have people do that. BTW. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I'd assume it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's like quite quite a specific uh, profession. Like that's a that's a skill set that is not common. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it requires, it's not, I mean, that guy can't just go there. I didn't see that they had any paper associated paperwork or, or he didn't bring like a, a briefcase that he was messing around with, but it requires a lot of, of research into provenance, a lot of art historical research, blah, 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 like to really mm. set it up. But a painting like that, you would have really good provenance just yeah. because of, he didn't have to try that hard. Mm-hmm. But I did like it when he was all, whoa. Yeah. It's like, Look, forgery's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> forgery's bad. <laughs> so funny. Leo. How did they meet Leo? I found that I was m- kind of more intrigued by that, where it's like, I just kind of wanted to hang out with Leo more because Leo's just kind of digging it, right? Yeah, he's just having fun. He's doing this thing he's good at. He's, you know, it's a professional, but it's like, did they meet him at the bakery or something? Yeah. That's I'm assuming cakes. I assume he was decorating cakes in yeah. Paris where they met the Sawyers. They <laughs> they met the Sawyers at a bar in Paris and then they went next door and right. met Leo decorating cakes. <laughs> at the at the patisserie. <laughs> I loved how enthralled Leo was with Maria's cake. He like really was obsessed with Maria's cake. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was really cute. It, he said it's marvelous, right? Huh. Some of you, so. Didn't seem that special um, to me. <laughs> well, we have either of you decorated cakes? I mean, I've made cakes and then iced it and <laughs> tried to make things pretty, but <laughs> not nothing past like smoothing out the edges. Every time I've tried to ice a cake, it it's too hot and it melts off like the meat juice in the last episode mm-hmm. in Heartstruck. <laughs> Just melts onto the plate and I'm... And I, but I still eat it because it's delicious. Have you? Yeah, I worked for a while at a bakery and I would draw like custom, if people had custom requests for a design on their cake, then I would draw it and, and put it on the cake. And, you know, like when you're drawing or painting and you can't rest your arm or your hand on the surface, like there's a mall stick, right? And mm-hmm. so a mall stick for people that don't know what that is, it just looks like something you play a timpani with, but it's a padded thing. You put the padded soft surface against the painting, and then the a- other end of the stick supports your hand and arm so that you can still have control and a steady hand. And I got to tell you, I one of the main reasons that I was like, I don't want to decorate cakes anymore, even though you could correct things pretty easily, 
cakes need be needing a mall stick. It's yeah. so hard. <laughs> I don't know. People do it like that. You have to get you get. I found I had to get really close and just be. I don't know. It yeah. It seems like it would be wild for me. It would be beneficial to have like a table that has a hole the size and shape of the cake top to Mm, place over so that you can rest your arms. (laughs) Because I don't don't like to eat cake ever, um, except in very specific situations. But I haven't watched any of those. Like there's 85 million like reality cake shows, right? And I'm not talking about like British Bake Off, but like there's all these like cake kings or whatever, right? And it's like, oh, maybe I should watch and see what they do with that. But yeah. And that's not even going anywhere with the piping and things like that, which I think is just such a a skill. Yeah. So I guess I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Leo's. Mm -hmm. We're a big fan of Leo's. I'm terrible at, at, piping like i ugh. i don't really see the reward but again i hate cake yeah what you hate I, cake? I like cake really pretty much yeah oh cake and i guess i hate frosting i hate frosting oh god i love mm. frosting <laughs> I, I hate a super thick frosting but i like a little bit of frosting mm. i'm right in the middle <laughs> oh, all right that. goldie cakes goldie cakes <laughs> <laughs> just right well is it time for Pick your pose. Pretty obvious. I know. Poke this, on this uh, episode. This is too easy. But Ellen, yeah, go yeah ahead. Ellen, what's yours going to be? Oh, right. <laughs> the mystery. Um, Objectophilia comes back, raging back. It's that whole olive jumpsuit, red Obi belt kimono look with the, I, I can't remember what color shoes mm. Cheryl Hyatt's rocking, but that look, I was like, ooh, that looks would be even better with a clutch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would. But that look is strong yeah and cool and That's mine's larry barry jack mm-hmm. hot man <laughs> obviously yeah ten thousand pokes mm-hmm. to barry i'd like to throw him over a couch oh my god <laughs> wait tim rosovich right is it tim rosovich or tom rosovich i think it's tom but remember it's rick rosovich's brother right tim, tim rosovich tim rosovich yeah he was a football player right for a while uh yeah mm-hmm and and the brother to Top Gun, correct? Rick Rossovich, right? Yeah. And Tim and Tom Selleck were college roommates. <laughs> yes. Which? Oh right. <laughs> I remember. I remember that hot bit of, of trivia. <laughs> all is... experimenting together <laughs> in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What a slamming! What a slamming gentleman! Yeah. He's a bad mamma jamma. Yeah. <laughs> Big old mustache. So they're threatening Maria with killing the Sawyers. And the evil lady says at one point, if you if you do, the only endangered species oh, on that safari say. will be the Sawyers themselves. <laughs> and I was thinking like, well, I don't think they'll be the only endangered species. Yeah. I think yeah, they'll be. I have to say that. Like, well, would that that would be true? Oh, I know. That'd be nice great. fantasy, yeah. uh, Cheryl. I yeah. not a, wouldn't normally associate you with <laughs> eco-consciousness. Like, yeah. yeah. That's a fancy. <laughs> but I love that Jennifer slash Stephanie Powers gets in a big up to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Where they talk a little bit, the hearts talk a little bit about how they a trip to Kenya that they had got bumped, mm-hmm. and then she says, "Kenya is my weakness." Yes, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> That's pretty cute. Yeah. But um, we didn't really, Eric. You mentioned it, but I think we would be amiss if we didn't talk about Maria's incredible amount of birthday presents. Yes. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess I mean, they were just stalling, sort of, right? 
Sure, but... Yeah, but they even, like, before the shit was even going down, they said, oh, we're going to go, me and Max are going shopping to lavish her with cashmere and perfume, perfume, yeah. And that's a lot of cashmere and perfume (laughs) in a lot of very large boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really big white boxes. There's so many. I'm not going to count them like my uh, candle counting frenzy from last week. (laughs) But but I might before the season recap just because it's like, what's, I mean, Maria, I guess she's just like a beloved lady. Beloved lady, Maria. Having the saddest birthday of her life. She does seem very nice, very uh, genuine and sweet, polite. You know, all the things. But yeah, like they're walking out with white boxes stacked three high yeah. at the end of that uh-huh. real birthday party, but fake setup. I was kind of shocked that they just sent Maria back to that house. Like, I feel like you could have been like, oh, Maria, can we talk to you for a second? We'll send her back in a minute and then kept Maria. And then just keep Maria. Yeah, yeah out of totally. the danger zone. But they were just like, bye, have a good night. <laughs> Stay out of our house. <laughs> I sort of, this, and maybe I'm just not remembering it properly, but when Max first goes over to the house, I mean, everybody's just using the key and going in and whatever. But he, when uh, Larry from Death's My Heart opens the door, he's like, Maria's not feeling good. Yeah. You know, you can't see her. But then does Maria like say something or does Max see her or like, or does yeah. he change his mind and let it, let him in? There was something weird about that. And it might just be that I'm not tracking. Max just kind of pushes his way in, I thought. Oh. Uh, just like, let me see her. He's like, there's only room for one chauffeur-ish man that yeah. knows Maria <laughs> yeah. on this block. In Maria's life. I think he was just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I vaguely recall him just saying like, oh, it's cool. I'm friends with the Sawyers or, or something. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I just have a vague memory of <clears throat> just something giving me pause there. But, you know, Barry a super and- fascinating line of conversation. <laughs> I'll stop. Blake and Uncle Leo get left behind at the house. So they they give them airline tickets, right? They're like, catch up with us later. Bye. We're taking the hearts and getting on the private jet. I guess. And so they just, I guess the police just arrived and saved Max. They never show that though, right? He says, Jonathan says, will you send your backup to to save Max and Maria? Oh, okay. He specifically says that. Okay. Because we never saw Barry again. And fight again and sergeant ferris bueller's dad is all like oh good shot jonathan and like oh yeah totally kind of yeah. thing right my oh, I, oh go ahead oh no it's just i looked down at my notes because i was realizing that i don't have a ton of notes either and they're mostly just about that one outfit <laughs> 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 and so i realized like i wrote for some i always just write it all over the page so actually on the far left of the page it says silver cuff so I also have to acknowledge that that outfit that is also my poke that I can't stop talking about. <laughs> um, she's also wearing a beautiful um, organically shaped silver cuff. Nice. So I guess, you know, doesn't need the clutch mm-hmm. unless she's taking the keys to the Sawyer's car. Yeah. I like that Sergeant Lieutenant Ferris Bueller's dad knew where the Hart's private jet was. <laughs> Yeah. That makes sense. Like that stands to reason, yeah, right? Because he was also like, I'll be there before you. Like, <laughs> Yep. Bye. <laughs> Yet he, the plane. he didn't inform the guard. Like, <laughs> the hearts are going to be coming here. Just let him through. Like, the, the guard gives them shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad was like, what we didn't see is he's on a car phone. Like, he's just got it pinched between his <laughs> shoulders. Like, and he's like, 
He's like, yeah, um, is luggage cart there? (laughs) This is Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad. Is luggage cart there? I must speak to luggage cart. I think that's what he was actually doing when he just whipped through the gate. Yeah. At the thing. So he's he's like just luggage cart. He's doing his job. Does save the day. True. Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say, and then I remembered it. (laughs) Is that as glazed over (laughs) as my eyes already were? For some reason, I'm noticing this episode. They glazed over again during the fight scene. I don't know why. I just like all the f- which, basically. Which fight? I think kind of both of them. I just like totally oh. stopped paying attention because all the heart to heart fights kind of go the same way. It, they they tend to just. How dare you? Jim? Yeah, like it just oh. tends to go the heart's way, and oh, I don't know. Are. Yeah, as much as yeah. I like the action, having a break of action in an episode. The fight scenes were my only like real joy in this episode. That like one. They throw a painting over Larry Barry Jack. Classic cartoon fight. Yeah, which Mm. which just immobilizes him immediately. He's just like frozen. Drops the gun. (laughs) Which is hysterical because this man is giant and muscular and that that frame is not a solid piece of wood, I'm assuming. Yeah. So like he could have just like and hulked out of it. Uh, I did love when when after Jonathan does his his panther leap over the couch <laughs> jennifer is just like s- sitting on the ground just staring at him like, <laughs> yeah always <laughs> it was really cute but then of course jennifer out of nowhere kick like doing a back kick mm. at oh Cheryl. so great yeah because I, di- I didn't see it coming like it was oh. it, it shocked me and i i loved that <laughs> i loved it and then the rest of that fight was just kind of the the standard you know roll around yeah <laughs> The bad guy, sure. the guy, he decides to steal a truck and he punches so hard that he rolls, his whole body rolls out of the truck. He yes. punches that guy who <laughs> tries to get his truck back. It's so good. <laughs> now you're making me think that, because we have a, a bunch of frames um, at the museum that come off of work and for whatever reason we can't use them, right? And so sometimes we just hang on to them for a while and all this stuff. So frames that are of no importance to the work and of no value. Mm. the institution we have but it's like wow i kind of want to get get the ones that we have and just do a test with my colleagues where we just put them because there's no <laughs> artwork in them just put them right on and yeah. see who can bust out of uh, the frame i love that. it's like it will be like our, our own version like a it'll be uh it was murder Mythbusters. <laughs> may i may i add activity. let me add to this activity just put a sheet of paper like just ad- adhere yeah, a piece of paper <laughs> so that you can do that you can like slam it over <laughs> someone's oh, I was head gonna say sugar glass make oh, some sugar, sugar glass, glass. Oh. that would be even better oh. over, that would be so therapeutic oh that was another scene that kind of made me laugh was when, <laughs> when cheryl just unpleasant ass cheryl picks and up the man. picture the picture the photo frame oh, photo yeah. of, the, of the sawyers Rose it down and that which just devastates maria yeah <laughs> oh yeah that, maria just loses it it was what i saw i was just like she's gonna have to clean that up mm. like that's rude <laughs> yeah it's both like just it's uh, menacing uh, and it's just straight up rude yeah like annoying uh, just, yeah i don't like cheryl drama i don't like cheryl either except for her one of her outfits but um <laughs> i know that this is not now like the cartoonish frame uh podcast or is it <laughs> Because technically, no, I mean, Larry from Depths of My Heart is strong. He's strong. He's a, yeah, okay, never mind. But, you know, those frames are. It was also big enough to just let it fall to the ground. All of the gold gilt frames. 
Let's, I'll just I'll drop an impressionism uh, fun fact, or I guess it might only be a fun fact to me, but Eric, you can edit this out. Um, <laughs> Never. That there is some research that backs up the fact that the impressionists, um, initially anyway, would put frames on their own work and that they would paint the frames mm -hmm. to go with the artwork. Yeah. Maybe we've talked about that in a previous art-based episode because there's so many art-based episodes. But I never get tired of that fact because every time I look at an impressionist work, I wish that I could see what the original frame was. But there's just no known documentation to be like, this one had purple or this one had green or mm -hmm. this one, you know. And then we always associate, that's what's funny to me about this episode is it... Maybe because the of the pacing, I'm just kind of roaming around <laughs> the room, and it's like the guilt frame thing. It's just such a trendy. It was such a trendy fashion that someone started, and now it just absolutely is the association that everyone has with a certain kind of artwork or with artwork in general that isn't contemporary. Right? Everyone's like, it just it's just not a valuable painting, or even a painting if it's not in. The most over the top guilt mm -hmm. ornate frame. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, gag, barf, yep. yuck. Mm. I mean, I love the frames themselves, but I don't love them with those paintings. Yeah. Why are you trying to steal attention frame? It's just too much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe I found a new use. Gaudy. For the frame. <laughs> yes. Break them over your colleagues' heads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, maybe it has the effect like Wonder Woman's golden lasso, right? <laughs> well, it mm. did on, on it Larry, did. Ba Larry Barry Jack. Yeah. Larry I'm Barry. I'm going to go with that. Blake. I'm going to go with that. Burke. Burke. Blake Burke. <laughs> Larry Blake. Barry. Larry Barry. <laughs> You. <laughs> All right, this is devolving into mania. Uh, let's get sorry. to let's get to ratings. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Please, please edit that frame shit out. Okay, ne <laughs> never. I will not. <laughs> uh, zero to five hearts, beginning with Ellen. Oh right, I keep forgetting. Um, <sighs> this one's hard for me because I do think the plot is good and that the crime is interesting to me. Um, but this is really like a two and a half for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going two. Mm. I, and it may be, no, no, this is a genuine two. Like it's, I, it gets two for the two fights and <laughs> the rest what? of it, the rest of it, I feel like was basic in a non pleasing way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with 2.5, also very middle of the road oh. episode. Just not super offensively bad, but just not great. Yeah, it's not doesn't bad. keep your attention really. It's it's sluggish. It's weird pacing. It's so convoluted. It's overly complex and not great. Larry yeah. Berry. Larry Berry. Actually, I'm gonna go two and a half too. Oh, because Larry. Oh, Larry, Larry Berry. Uh, Fell over a uh, yeah. a couch and his butt looked good. <laughs> so that's wow. an extra half heart for me. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Zoinks! Larry Berry hey. booty. Nope, too close to heart. Gets seven point five heart Ooh. murmur. Definitely a heart murmur. The exact middle of heart murmur, right? Yeah. Wow. Right in there. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Mediocre, Ellen. <laughs> what is the season finale of season four? Wow! Hold for us. Oh God, I can 
kind of already hear some things you guys are going to say. Um, I'm glad you asked. That came out weird. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. I don't believe you. I'm smurf you hearted. Did you, you ask? Um, <laughs> I'm hurt you I'm, asked. I'm smurf you <laughs> smurf? I'm smurf you smurfed. Smurfed. Now you're getting the hang of it. <laughs> Originally airing on May 10th, 1983. Next week in the season finale of season four. We're going to talk about a lighter heart. Jennifer's cousin slips into a coma after being continually drugged by, wait for it, the owners of a health club. Ooh, oh, shit. What? It's a it's the pilot episode all over again. Ooh. Also, how the fuck are we still in 1983? <laughs> how long was that year? It was a very good year. I feel like it's been 1983 for 10 years, hasn't it? <laughs> Well, it was 1982 at the well, beginning of the season. It was? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. It's once a week, I guess, so it makes sense. But Jesus. It's wow. It's actually just a TV season from fall <laughs> to uh, late spring. It's been two years for us. <laughs> That's crazy. So they're rebooting the first episode. I wonder what will happen. Yeah. What's it called again? A Lighter Heart. A Lighter Heart. A Lighter Heart. Okay. All right. Is there a hot air balloon in it? (laughs) There better be. She's not going to tell us. You know. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, We're so happy to have you. I hope you're watching along with us on Tubi uh, or Ovation, wherever you're watching, or on your DVDs, Mm -hmm. or if you go to your local video store and rent the DVDs, that's even better. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're out there, let us know. Connect with us on Instagram or Twitter at it was murder pod, or you can just email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, please rate and review us where you're listening to this. Uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, oh my God. Spotify? <laughs> Apple Podcasts is a good place to smurf. Smurf, smurf. Please give smurf, us smurf, five smurf. smurf and write a smurf. That's nice. It'll help us smurf our <laughs> listenership. Um, <laughs> I fully heard you say ride Ooh, a smurf. That's my favorite T-Rex song. <laughs> ride a, a white smurf. <laughs> <laughs> we are devolving. Uh, we are. I'm sorry. Yeah. So oh, sorry. man. This episode drove us insane. I know. Uh, oh, my God. Doesn't take much. We just need some crazy activating music. <laughs> yeah. Craziness activated. All right. Everyone, activate your crazy. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. We smurf you. Yeah.